0: Thank you, Brother Anton. That was excellent. Praise God. Um, Brother Anton was f- focusing on mercy and uh, all the mercy that God has shown us, and that's what we're going to talk a little bit about tonight. Um, being merciful to those who we may not, at first glance, think deserve uh, mercy. <laughs> Kyle, you smell. <laughs> um, <laughs> could, could you go like, could you sit over there in the, uh, <laughs> 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 could, could, you, could you turn around? And yeah. If I can't, if we can't see his face, it's almost like he's not there, so, all right. All right, so, tonight we're talking about the poison of prejudice, James chapter 2, verses 1 through 13, so open your Bibles right away, and I will pray for us, okay? Let's pray before, before we get, before we, thank you. Thank you. Let's pray. Father, Lord, I thank you that we get to read your word, that, um, that it is your word, that when it speaks, it is powerful. And Lord, tonight I just ask your spirit to be with me, to uh, you, allow you to speak to us through your word, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Do I have a, a slide after this? Yeah, I do. All right. Poison into prejudice. Is there, is there prejudice in the world today? Yeah. Ah. No. Are you prejudice? No. Ah Yeah. All right. We're going to jump straight into the text tonight, all right, and we're going into James chapter 2 verses 1 through 13. But we're only going to deal with the first seven verses right now. All right. So this is James, he's continuing his line of thought from, when we were, from Sunday night, right? What were we talking about? Listening and, listening and doing, not just hearing, but doing, right? And we can fool ourselves into thinking that we're, we're okay because we go to church a lot, right? Because we read all the, the books that we're supposed to read, because we, we do our quiet time, um, But in the real world, are we really living it out amongst other people? And so that's what this passage tonight is going to deal with explicitly. And we only have like 20 minutes. So we've got to blaze through this, okay? So here's what he says. He says, my brethren, my brethren, my brothers, my sisters, my siblings. All right, so he's coming, he's talking like, You know, usually sometimes people read the Bible and they think God's all like, "Uh, "Stop it! Don't do it! I'm gonna beat you up." But really, James is coming across. He wants to talk to them as as a brother, all right, as a gentle brother, not as a bad big brother. Okay, so here's what he says. He says, "says Don't hold your faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with an attitude of personal favoritism. For if a man comes into your assembly with a gold ring and dressed in fine clothes," Uh, And there also comes in a poor man in dirty clothes. Uh, And you pay special attention to the one who is wearing the fine clothes and say, you sit here in a good place. And you say to the poor man, you stand over there or or sit down by my footstool. Uh, Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil motives? listen, my beloved brethren, he's he's emphasizing how much he loves them, right? Did not God choose the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Is it not the rich who oppress you and personally drag you into court? Do they not blaspheme the fair name by which you have been called? What What should we do with Kyle? But he, but he smells bad. But he smells bad, and he's sweaty. Get what? Give him axe. <laughs> I don't know. Have... Kick him out. Wow, wow. All right. That's yes. That's fantastic. All right, let's, let's look at this text and see what it's saying to us tonight, okay? Let's go, move on. All right, so. Did, Brother Anton had to step out, so. All right, so we saw this picture on Sunday night, right? And the question is, shh, shh, the question is, if this guy walks through that door right now, How would you, how would you treat him? Ow, ow. Huh? I don't think so. Here's what James is challenging us. Here's what James is challenging us. In the very first verse, in the very first verse, he tells us the command, all right? We have the command Thank you. Thank you. The very first thing he gives is a command, all right? He says, do not hold your faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, okay? So our faith is connected to Jesus, all right? Do not hold this faith that's connected to Jesus, that's all about Jesus, that represents Jesus. Don't hold that faith with personal favoritism. What is personal favoritism? Well, he gives us an example. He gives the command because he has a concern. He has a concern about how they're treating people who come into their assembly. All right? The concern that he has is that they're shallow. What's the example that he uses? A rich man, someone wearing nice clothes, like maybe Christopher. Uh, How many of you... How many of you just, I mean, walked up to Chris tonight and and started talking to him and just said, hey, what's the deal? Yeah. How many of you went up to Kyle and asked him? (laughs) Yeah. But if you didn't know Kyle, if you didn't know Kyle, would you walk up to him and ask him, boy, why are you wearing nasty clothes? Not me. Would you? You probably wouldn't. Right, that is mean. But this is the problem that was happening in, in the churches back in these times, okay? Someone would come in with nice clothes, right? And they say, oh, he got money. We got to be nice to him. Come buddy, here, you have the best seat in the house, all right? Just remember, remember who, taught, who, who treated you nice, remember, okay? You know, we, 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 we got a gymnasium we want to build with a basketball court and everything, so if you want to, you know, if you want to give us some money. Uh, you don't think they had basketball back then? Anyway. But that's what happens today, right? We know who the rich people are, and so we're nice to them, and we try to get, we're nice to them because we want to try to get something from them. Uh, but he's saying, that's shallow, and that proves that you have evil motives. All right? He says they have evil motives because they put the poor man down at their feet, which was really a really dirty, nasty place, because they didn't, they didn't really keep their floors clean. You know, They walked around in sandals, and, and their feet were dirty. Okay? So basically they're saying, you, you can be my doormat. We'll let you in, but you get to be the doormat. All right? Now they probably felt good just because they were letting him in. You know, they didn't even kick him out. They're like, "Hey, we let him in, and he's dirty and nasty." Um. Can we take Kyle out of the corner? Do y'all want to take Kyle out of the corner? All right, Kyle. Kyle, you can come out of the corner. Does anybody? Does anybody want to volunteer to sit next to Kyle? Erica and Demi and oh, you guys are wonderful. (laughs) <laughs> Trey, Trey, go go butter. go go butter. Trey, why don't you sit next now? Good. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what are some? I mean, tonight's teaching is pretty basic. I don't have to get too complicated with it, right? Okay. Uh, what? What are some, What are some reasons that we show favoritism? we we want something, and we assume that that person can give it to us, right? Because they they have money, they have status, what else? Looks, oh man. They have stuff, they got money, right? Right? They got boat. They got a boat, right? Just saying. Some people... Possessions is money. We've said money. Money covers like possessions and stuff. Okay, let's see. Does this one count? Race? No? That doesn't work here? Okay, good. Good. Nationality. All right. What about, what, ah, education. You know what? I'll be honest. This is like the biggest thing for me. If I think you're stupid, I don't want to talk to you. But this, is, I'm, I'm serious. If I, if I, th- if I think, if I think that you can't understand what I'm saying, and I, and I'm, I, I, get very frustrated, if if I just think you're not gonna get it, and so why bother wasting my time? All right, I'm just saying. Looks, mean, uh, right. Smell. Or, or hygiene. Gender. yeah. Age? Characteristics. Characteristics? Like behavior? How about. How about like spirituality? You're. You're not good enough for me to hang out with. You're not good enough not to hang out with because bad company corrupts. Right, Brandon, you got one. What? Wait. Well, that goes into looks, right? Yeah. What about if someone's just really talented? If someone's like really talented, if they're, if they're the, the the the, you know, the star athlete on the on the softball team or the basketball team, and everybody their skin. Like, oh, well, that goes into looks, right? All of that is looks and race. Very good. So we have, but we have all of these things. Shh. All right. All right. Thank you. We have all of these things that can step in and cause us to show this favoritism to where we only talk to the people who we like or the people who are like us sometimes. Not everybody. And one thing I will, I will say that you guys are far better at this than I was when I was in youth group, than our whole youth group was when I was in this youth group. Okay? Yeah, we were bad at that. We had our two, li- two or three little friends and, you know, if, if you weren't good looking enough we didn't want to talk to you. You know, it was... Shut up, Anissa. Uh, yeah. And so, but there are all these things that, that, we, can, that we can invent. We can invent reasons to not let people in, right? And he uses the example of money. But that, whoa. But there's all kinds of things that we can use. So let's not look at this passage like just about money. Let's look at it about all these things that we wrote up on the board. All right, so the next thing. He, He ends with some concluding questions. He says, he says, listen, didn't God choose the poor? Didn't God choose the poor to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. It is not the rich, is it not the rich who oppress you and personally drag you into court? Do they not blaspheme the fair name by which you have been called because the rich they had no need of God. Right? They've got their money. They think they can buy their happiness. He smells good. He smells good. <laughs> and so the rich were taking the poor people and throwing them in jail or suing them and getting as much money as they could from them, and they would actually blaspheme God as they would do it. Okay. And so what's, how does this apply to us? Because you don't have anybody throwing you in, in jail, right? You don't have anybody who's suing you, right? The question is, James says you guys are being really dumb because you're trying to suck up to these people who really don't like you that much, okay? You're trying to suck up to to, to these people and get their approval and you'll do anything to get their approval, but they're not worth it. And so tonight, ask yourself, do you seek approval people no matter what no matter what it costs you do you want their opinion to be good of you and so you you become something else when you're around these people when you're around the school people you're a certain way and then when you come to church you're around a different set of people so now I'm a different way what he's saying is you need to treat all people the same and not suck up to the people who you want to like you because that person who is who you've put at your foot, is special to God, just as you are special. So they're not saying, treat them poorly, treat the rich man poorly, just treat them equal, treat them the same. Because if we look at Jesus, what kind of relationships did Jesus have? He had all kinds, right? I mean, everybody liked him, except the Pharisees, right? (laughs) Right? So, do you seek approval no matter what? And do you have diverse friendships? Or do you, all of your friends kind of look the same? Right? <laughs> Can you talk to that person who, you know, maybe doesn't have that much money? Their parents only have one car. You know? They don't have a boat. They, you know... There are all kinds of things that they don't always smell right. You know, one thing I noticed is that there's a, shh, thank you. There's one guy who comes in here every Sunday, uh, not every week, but once in a while. You guys know Herbert? Once in a while, you know, he'll come in and he he doesn't always, yeah, he comes in the sweater. And the sweater's got holes in it. And he doesn't always smell very good. And, uh you know sometimes it can be hard to to make an effort to to treat that person equally because we've made ourselves so like high maintenance that it's like oh, I can't, I can't, oh he smells bad, oh he doesn't he doesn't dress right you know and so but according to all this we know we shouldn't do that right because we don't want to be shallow we want to be treated the same way Jesus treated us. All right, let's go next verse. Next verses, James chapter two. There's Craig. All right, yours yours wasn't good enough. All right, James chapter two, verse eight it says, "If however you are fulfilling the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well." But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in one point, he has become guilty of all. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not commit murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery, but do commit murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. All right, let's keep going. So he gives us the remedy. And it's a royal remedy. You see the picture? We is we for they're, they're Bahamian cats. They're Bahamian cats, okay. We as friends. I knew I was gonna get the girls on that one. The girls are gonna love that one. Don't think about it too much. Don't think about it. So James gives us the royal remedy. The remedy to stop showing personal favoritism to putting people down low, certain people down low and certain people up high. All right? The remedy is what? He says, if you, however, if you are fulfilling the royal law According to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. All right, So that's, that's the royal remedy. It's the royal law. It's, the, it's like the highest law that we can uh, strive to obey. And what's that law? Love your neighbor as yourself. Because you would not put yourself in the corner. Right? You wouldn't want to be treated that way. And what this means is, I love you even if you don't love me, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. I love you even if you don't love me. And he says, you're doing well. If you, if you, if you're doing this, you're off the hook. This does the thing that I just said doesn't really apply to you because you're you're treating everybody equal. And so, but he gives us the reality of if we are not, if we are not loving our neighbor as ourselves. This is what he says. If you show partiality, if you put some people up and some people down, treating some people as though they didn't deserve Jesus Christ, all right? Even though Jesus died for everybody, he died for the sins of the world, um, and those who had put faith in Him. You put this person down here, you put this person up here. When we do that, we exclude others, all right, and we sin. We, he just says it. You are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. And then he gives us the example. It says, whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in one point, he has become guilty of all. What does that mean? It means that the law wants us to be totally obedient. The law, like the old Mosaic law, the law that Moses gave with like 614 commands, it said you had to obey every single one of them. And if you didn't it was, it w- you, didn't, you didn't commit all of them, you weren't guilty of committing all of them, but you had still broken the law as a whole. Okay? And so in that way you were guilty of the whole law. And so what what that means you can't do is you can't say I'm I don't lust, all right? I don't lust. I don't do anything that bad. But I I I do kind of have a problem with gossip, but that but that ain't nothing because I'm doing good over here. But James says, "No. If you sin, you're guilty." All right? You are guilty. It doesn't matter which law you're breaking. You don't get to say, oh, I'm, I'm really great but I do have this one thing that I really like to do even though I know it's wrong. I like to disobey my parents. I'm just not going to stop doing that. All right. I like disrespecting my teachers. I'm just not going to stop doing that. But I am, I'm good at everything else but I, don't, I, I refuse to change at this and he says you can't do that, you don't get to compartmentalize your sin this also means we don't get to say you know well this is really really bad and so I will never do this but these things that are down on the one scale I'll keep doing those there's not a lot of consequences for those so I'll keep doing them it's not a big deal He says we don't get to do that if you how many of you have to clean your rooms If you clean your room and you clean everything up and you put everything in the right drawers, and and I walk into your room and your room looks really nice. I'm not, listen, I'm not asking you about your rooms. I'm just, I'm making a point, okay? Don't talk about your room. If your room is clean, yet under your bed, hidden away from everything else, there's a dead rat. But everything looks really good. Everything else is great, but there's just, there's just one little dead rat under there. What's the problem with that? What's that rat going to do? Eventually, it's going to rot. It's going to stink. Your whole room is going to stink. And what's that going to do? That's going to bring other things into it. It's going to be all kind of bugs and maggots and everything else. And then it's going to spread to everywhere else in your room. And that's just the way that sin is. We think we've got, we've got everything else in order over here, but this one little thing that we don't, you know, we refuse to change, we refuse to let anyone talk to us about, that becomes that festering, rotten rat that eventually is going to stink up everything else. And God says, no, you, you can't do that. You don't get to do that. You don't get to have your pet sins. That no one else can touch. God says, I want total obedience. All right. Let's keep going. Would you if <laughs> what do you want to happen to Osama bin Laden? Dead. Dead. Dead, boom. Okay. Let's read the last two verses. So speak and so act as those who are to be judged by the law of liberty. Listen up, listen up. I'm going to read that again. So speak and so act as those who are to be judged by the law of liberty. Right? Don't just talk about it. Do it. For judgment will be merciless to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. So we have a righteous reaction, a righteous reaction to, to what James is saying. He's saying, he talks about the law of liberty. That's Donna and Whitney and Steele and Luke. And I think that's Shantae in the back. Or is it? No, I don't think it is. I don't know. But see, that's, that's a good mix. That's a good mix of people, all kinds of different people. Everybody's, everybody's got a good hug going on, even though they had to do it. But anyway, okay, anyway, we're not talking about it. Just listen. He talks about the law of liberty. Speak and act as though you're going to be judged by the law of liberty. What is this law of liberty? What it means is we're not really under that old uh, Jewish law. We're now under the law of liberty, under the law of Christ, under a law of freedom, okay? That doesn't mean we get to sin, what that means is we have so much more freedom than they did. And it means we don't get to judge people by preferences. By the type of music they like. all right? Unless it is sinful. okay? Unless it is sinful. We don't get to judge people by their hair. okay? We don't get to judge people by their skin color. We don't get to judge people by how much money they make or how much status they have. Or their looks. Okay, all of these things are are things that that should set us free, all right? Not things that should uh, keep us separate from each other. And like I said, you guys do a real good job of this. Um, Nationality, education, hygiene, yeah. The talented people. We've got all these things. God has given us this great freedom, and he's saying we need to let others live in their freedom. So like when the poor man comes in, let him be free to be poor. Don't don't tr- don't make him need to be rich in order for you to talk to him. All right? You agree, Kyle? I know. And he concludes with a righteous warning. A righteous warning. He says, he tells us to live, live in this law of liberty, in this freedom, in this, you know, in this uh, non-judgmental life that Jesus wants you to live in, not in personal favoritism, right? Because Jesus doesn't love anyone more than anyone else. He's saying if, if you do live that way, <laughs> the judgment will be merciless to the one who has shown no mercy. Now... Who is he talking to? He's talking to Christians, right? He keeps calling them brethren over and over. So we know he's talking to Christians. So what does it mean for a Christian to to be shown no mercy in judgment? It means that after you die and you go to heaven and you're standing before God and God looks at you and and he knows how you've treated other people and you haven't shown them any mercy, he's going to say, he's going to be merciless to you and he's going to say, you lose all your rewards. You get nothing. You only get saved by the skin of your teeth. And none of us want that, right? We don't want that. And he says, mercy triumphs over judgment. It's better to be merciful than to be judgmental. Being merciful frees people. And showing mercy reveals that we are aware of the mercy that has been shown to us through Jesus. Right? If we understand that we were sinners and that we couldn't save ourselves and it was only through God's mercy and Him choosing us before the foundation of the world, right? We understand that it's nothing that we did. We didn't deserve to get saved, but He saved us. We understand that, so we show mercy to other people and allows those people to be free. Let's pray. Father, Lord, I pray tonight for, for anyone who, who feels like they need your mercy. Lord, let your spirit work in their hearts tonight. Lord, we all need your mercy constantly, and I thank you for the mercy that you have shown me. Father, if there's anyone in here tonight who has not accepted the mercy, your mercy through your Son Jesus Christ and his death on the cross to pay for our sins, Lord, I pray that that your spirit would work in them to m- encourage them to make that decision tonight, Lord. Keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If there's anyone here tonight who wants to make that decision, who wants to accept Jesus Christ and his mercy for the first time. You raise your hand. It's for the first time. All right. Just talk to God. Tell God, Lord, I know I'm a sinner and I believe that Jesus was your son and that he came and died in my place to take the penalty that I deserve for my sin. And that he was buried and that he rose again. He came alive after three days. You raised him up. And Now he lives with you. And someday I want to live with you as well, God. And I put my faith in what Jesus did for me. Father, help us to be merciful. Father, help us to not uh, compartmentalize our sin to think that some are okay and some are not. Lord, help us to, to seek help. To realize that that we are not going to be judged unmercifully by people who care about us. Lord, help us to to not be afraid and to walk in the law of liberty and the law of love. In Jesus' name, amen.